In case you missed it, check out this presentation from last year's best of the best in pediatric surgery. But also don't forget that the next best of the best in pediatric surgery is coming February 1st. We have societies participating from all over the globe. Register through the link below and prepare yourselves for a knockout event. See you there. A lot of excitement about this presentation. Not sure the refs are going to have to say if uh, Todd giving you a little bit of a wink wink there is within the <laughs> rules, but we'll see how it plays out. So let's see what else APSA has in store for us. Dr. Catherine LaRusso from the Montreal Children's Hospital at McGill University in Canada will come up next and discuss the effect of trans anastomotic feeding tubes on anastomotic structures in patients with esophageal atresia and tracheoesophageal fistula. And then we'll he hear from Dr. Miguel Guelfan from Chile. Um, to tell us exactly how impactful this study has been on his practice. Hi, this study evaluates the effect of transanastomotic feeding tubes on anastomotic structures in patients with esophageal atresia and tracheoesophageal fistula. Risk factors for the development of postoperative stricture include anastomotic tension, long gap atresia, leak, gastroesophageal reflux, and more recently, transanastomotic tubes have been implicated. Their use has increased since the 1980s, the rationale being a shorter time to enteral feeds and a shorter duration of postoperative TPN. A recent study from the Midwest Pediatric Surgery Consortium looking at 292 patients in only type C found an increased rate of strictures in the transanastomotic tube group that was almost two times that of those without. Another study from the Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh also looking um, at EATF, all types though, but the majority were type C, also found a significant difference between groups. Due to these recent studies implicating transosmotic feeding tubes as an independent risk factor for the development of postoperative strictures, Montreal Children's Hospital initiated a moratorium on their use until we evaluated our own outcomes. This study was expanded to include two other centers in our region. Our hypothesis was that, was that transanastomotic tubes increase the rate of postoperative strictures following EA and TEF repair. Our study population included all type C and type D patients at three university affiliated hospitals in the province of Quebec between, in a 25 year period between 1993 and 2018. We included those that had primary repair within six months of birth and had at least one year follow-up. We excluded those with congenital esophageal stenosis with or without atresia, were operated on at another facility, or had made major cardiac surgery during the same mission, or if there was really insufficient data in the chart to evaluate the primary outcome. Our primary outcome was stricture, and which was defined as symptoms, with imaging confirmation with either an upper GI or endoscopy at one year. Our secondary outcomes included time to first enteral feeding and duration of postoperative TPN. For a primary outcome of esophageal stricture, univariate and multivariate logistic regression were used to evaluate stricture in those with and without transanastomotic feeding tubes. Adjustments were based on clinical knowledge and also current evidence. Wilcoxian rank sum test was used to compare medians when the data was not normally distributed, and a p-value of 0.05 was considered statistically significant. Within our study period, 371 EATF patients uh, were born. Of those, 344 were type C or type D, and 244 were included within the three groups. 
the majority were type C, and they were term infants. About 30% had stricture, had strictures, and intransenesmotic tubes were used in 61% of patients. On univariate analysis, transanesmotic tubes were associated with strictures significantly. On a multivariate analysis, when we adjusted for gestational age, leak, long gap, anesthetic tension, and daily acid suppression, transanesmotic tubes are almost three times higher odds of dilapidating stricture compared to those without. On secondary outcomes, we found that days and postoperative TPN were the same. Of note, all patients were on TPN in our study cohort. As expected, duration, um, number of, excuse me, days to first enteral feeding were shorter in the transnesmotic feeding tube group than those without. In conclusion, we found that transnesmotic feeding tubes are associated with an increased rate of postoperative strictures, decreased time to enteral feeding, but they do not confer a major benefit in the time on the number of days on postoperative TPN. We'd like to thank APSA for allowing us to present our research and our colleagues in Quebec. Our emails are below and our Twitter accounts as well. Please feel free to contact us with any questions and I'm happy to take any questions now within the group. Hey, um, thank you. First of all, thank you for this invitation for Todd and, and Globalcast for an amazing new event. So thank you for that. And I can say you awesome paper from Dr. LaRusso, but so you can stop the competition. We have a winner, this is a knockout. So we have the winner already. But same about the paper, a, a, a long time ago, a surgeon told me not because we're using something or doing something for 30 years means it's a good thing to do. So. This is a game, a, a change of the game. And absolutely, uh, I agree with Dr. LaRusso in terms of the results, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely, if a lot of people are seeing that, uh, mainly young people, we need to stop using the transatlantic tube and start doing exactly what Dr. LaRusso said to stop uh, and reducing the structure of the, our patients with esophagotricia. But Dr. LaRusso, have some question about the paper. Does there any, any difference in your in study about repair, MIS repair, or open repair? And if there was any difference in the type of the transanastomotic tube or the time of using the transanastomotic tube in the study, if there was a different difference in that, you'd have the, um, the chance to review that data. And the other thing that is not said in this paper is the, the risk of the replacement of the transanastomotic tube. Sometimes in the middle of the night, some of the tubes can get dislodged and for any reason, a nice nurse, very helpful, replace the, the uh, uh, tube without the, our consent. So that's another risk involved with the using of transatlantic tube in subalatricia. Dr. LaRusso. Sorry, Dr. LaRusso, can you, can you unmute? <laughs> Sorry about that. So thanks so much for your questions. Uh, and thanks again for inviting us to present our paper and talk further about this great topic. Um, it's very important. I think that um, you highlighted great things that are very important. Uh, number one, um, MIS uh, techniques and whether or not that has any implication on stricture rates. In our data, we only had about 30 cases that were done thoroscopically um, at about 244 patients. So unfortunately, our data really isn't too is large enough. I would, the numbers are large enough to really 
uh, say definitively whether or not um, MIS techniques may implement, like impact the rate of stricture rates. Um, I think right now, based on our data though, there's no difference what our follow-up analysis showed. Um, secondly, the types of tubes, we had like one standard types of tube that was used as a transanastomotic feeding tube. Um, but you did highlight in the follow-up point about the replacement tubes. And I think that's something that's really important to notice when you're reading papers about this topic um, and in the future is that oftentimes these kids fail PO at uh, an enteral feeding. And then they have to get either a follow-up feeding tube placed or the, uh, a similar tube gets replaced. And that data is still really difficult to analyze retrospectively. And I think going forward, we need to capture that data and have like more randomization um, techniques involved in like who we're putting tubes into to really like highlight the data further to that I think will also continue, continue to show that these tubes potentially increase inflammation and acid um, exposure to the anastomosis and increase restriction rate overall. Thank, thank you very so much. much. Thank you so much. Great paper, great discussion, Miguel.